Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads, episode 119. 119. Alan, how are you doing this morning? Great, great. Well, morning, evening. It's what evening. Am I, what am I? <laughs> We're in the future. <laughs> Maybe somebody's listening to it in the morning yeah, and that makes fine. it okay. Yeah, wherever uh, you are, how is it exactly. that part of the day? <laughs> exactly. Well, as we always do, recording late at night, uh, maybe sometimes it's uh, it would be easier to record in the morning. I'd be a little bit more fresh. <laughs> Uh, but good, good things happening this week. I'm excited. Uh, very excited also to have a friend of mine here. Yeah. Um, who happens to share your same name. You That's know what's great. interesting? We've, this is the third Alan. This is third in the Alan studio. on the show. There's something about me and Alan yeah. that, uh, I get along with Alan's. Do you well. know I have like several Jason friends? That's fine. <laughs> I, seriously. I, I know a lot of Jason's. So I, I asked Alan to come, uh, and, and, you know, include himself in the in the discussion um i thought this topic lends itself really well and um we started talking about some of the things that he had gone through and and how we could uh essentially add some value and help some people out there and so the title of this episode is restarting your relationship with your child after divorce Mm -hmm. so our other episodes about single dads and divorce were actually some of our most popular episodes. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, obviously a lot of that is because they're seeking advice and seeking help. Um, so I asked Alan to come, you know, come and talk with us and lend his expertise or experience, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just kind of, you know, see some of the things that we can say and do to kind of make things uh, maybe a little easier when you're going through these kinds of, uh, of things. So um, so Alan, say hello. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm doing rather well. Thank you. Yeah. Good to have you in. I haven't seen you in a while. So it's nice to, nice to kind of hang out for, we were hanging out for a couple hours before this. Um, so why don't we get some background on your situation? Um, you know, how long you were married, the age of your children at the time, et cetera. Why don't you give us a little bit of background? Well, let's see. Um, I was married for, um, uh, I think 12 years total, Okay, about 12 years total. Um, or maybe 12 years until the point where the divorce became final. Um, my girls were actually, uh, 10 years old at the time that twins, twins, yeah, Yeah. twins, yeah, twin girls. Yeah. Uh, 10 years old at the time that, uh, that we split. And they're how old now? They are 12 now. They just, uh, just promoted to, uh. Out of elementary school into middle school. I'm very very proud dad. I can remember. In fact, that's one of my memories is being in the hospital holding both of, I mean, couldn't believe, I mean, he was the first friend of mine that had twins. Couldn't believe holding two babies at one time. It was before (laughs) I had kids. So yeah, it was incredible. You did two of these at once. You're really efficient. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. If you're going to do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So they were uh, 10, like you said, when that was going on or when you did that. And then now they're 12. So you've had a little bit of time, obviously, to reflect couple of years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, and so now the situation kind of maybe give us up or get us up to speed on sort of your current situation and sort of, uh, you know, what is it that you deal with now and sort of your time you spend with the kids, et cetera. Well, well, obviously I'm no expert. The only thing I can talk to is, you know, what my experience has been and what I've learned from my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been all focused around really, um, 
you know, understanding where my kids are, you know, developmentally, mentally, um, and, you know, understanding how to really communicate with them. Because, you know, in, in my relationship prior, you know, I was a provider. I was out there not spending a ton of time at home. And the time that I was spending at home, I got to say, I was not the most engaged parent at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I ended up finding out during the course of the divorce was that, um, you know, I had an expectation that my kids knew me as well as I knew them, you know, that, um, that we had a relationship where, you know, uh, you know, it was based, based on love and, you know, we love each other. That's not in question. But, but I came to find out that as a result of how, um, how little time I was spending with them overall, that they didn't have as strong a relationship with me as I thought they did. They had a much, much stronger relationship with their mom. And so when, you know, we got to this point where the the relationship with their mom and I was, um, was changing, um, you know, I found myself in a place where my kids didn't really know me, you know, they, um, they knew who I was and they loved me and, but I was more of an icon really than I was a person, you know, their relationship with me, their understanding of who I am and what, what I'm into and why I'm into it and how I got to where I was. And, you know, a lot of my history and all of those things didn't really exist, um, in a big way. I was just kind of the, the good times guy that, you know, we'd go on vacations and we'd do things on the weekends and, you know, um, you were working a lot. Well, I was yeah. working a lot. I was traveling a lot, but you know, in retrospect, you know, I could have done a much better job being present when I was present. Got it. And so as a result, you know, over the last couple of years, I've found myself in a place where I'm, you know, almost in a sense, starting from zero in terms of my relationship with them, that it's been about, you know, not just getting to know them, although I know them really well, even though I, you know, I I wasn't as engaged as I could have been for sure. Um, I did keep, you know, an eye on who they were and what they were doing and, and my relationship with them as, you know, as a father has always been, you know, devoted and strong. I love them with all my heart. It's just that, you know, they didn't have that same kind of insight and understanding because, you know, they're little kids, they're right. developing minds, right? Yeah. And um, and so, you know, it was about, you know, engaging these 10-year-olds from the perspective of this guy that was, you know, kind of a symbol of what a dad is, but didn't have all of the substance behind it to really have like a a reliable and trusting and just um, selfless relationship with each other. How, right. how far into, and that, actually that's articulated beautifully. Like yeah. I, it's, it's, it's really as your friend too, to understand that dynamic is really interesting because I only viewed it from the outside, you know, and you don't get to see, um, or you don't get to understand exactly what's going on. All you see is, oh, wow, okay, they're divorcing and you get to spend this much time. And, you know, and really it's it, that insight. I, my question is, how far into that did you realize that and what was going on? Was it something that kind of right away you felt? Because obviously, I, I would imagine there's a lot of emotion attached with that. It's like, whoa, 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 like they're not wanting to be there. Like, you know, and, and there's a lot of emotion. You're already going through the emotion with the mom. Now, all of a sudden you're dealing with this change and this emotion with the child as well. And I think 
So I guess that's the question is how far into that process did you realize that? Because you articulate that very well. Is that something you actually realized going through it or you're just realizing that sort of after the fact? You know, it's, it's all a work in progress, right? Um, you, you make small realizations along the way the whole time. Um, I think um, in the beginning, especially the way that the courts deal with things, they say, okay, well, you know, now you're, you're parent A, you get this much time, and parent B, you get this much time. And you can see your kids on this day, and then you can have them on dinner on these days when you don't have them on the weekends. You know, it's very regimented that way. But there's a side to that in regards to the kids, and especially when you're trying to restart a relationship where, you know, the cadence is good, but the transition can be really difficult and the forcing of the schedule on kids where, you know, they're still trying to gain confidence in their relationship with you can, you know, can not be a great thing sometimes. And so one of the things that we discovered, you know, over time, over a short period of time was that, you know, the girls were in a place where they were just feeling a lot of pressure to connect. And when you put pressure on something, you know, you don't let it happen naturally. Right. right? Yeah. So there was a little bit of, you know, stepping back, um, you know, a little bit of allowing the girls a little bit of did room. Did they communicate that with you or just act out? Or how did you how did you understand that? Or was it just like, was it communicated to you through your ex or? Well, you know, we, uh, you know, we were seeing a counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls were seeing counselors and um, and they were, you know, they were. You know, having emotional problems, just feeling a lot of stress, becoming, you know, super, um, you know, stressed and expressing that um, uh, in 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 different ways. And so, you know, in talking with the therapists, um, you know, it was uh, it was basically coming to that, you know, to that realization that we needed to step back, that we needed to give the girls a little bit of space, that we needed to create a better environment on on my end. Because the reality was, you know, when I uh, when I went out of the house, um, I tried to find a place that was uh, very close to them um, where I could, you know, be accessible, but it wasn't the ideal situation for them. And the place itself started to represent a physical iteration of that huge change in their life. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they would come to my place to stay, it was like they were living in an environment that represented the dissolution of their home, the right. home that they'd known for 10 years. Yeah. And so, so it wasn't a home. I mean, it, it was wasn't just, a home. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was kind of like this transition space where they didn't Hotel. have, <laughs> yeah, where they didn't have their own space. Got it. You know? Um, and so that was, you know, a, you know, that was another kind of obstacle in creating kind of a neutral environment for them to be able to just naturally grow a relationship with me. Um, or to to expand it into, you know, something that felt more naturally kind of father daughter right. versus something that somebody was, you know, that an outside influence was trying to trying to force them to engage. Like, oh, it's Tuesday night. You're supposed to be with your father, and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I didn't think about that. It does feel kind of fragmented and yeah. weird. And I grew up with split parents myself, you know, and I'd, I guess I didn't really go through that phase because they were divorced before I was even you know, aware who they were. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But that being said, I did move around a lot and had to kind of go between the two, but I didn't think of it in that context like that. This represents the, the, uh, the space of where I'm not 
really comfortable. <laughs> you know, there's a, I've lived here for so long now. Yeah, they have their own place. room at the other yeah. house. Like they, that's where all their stuff is. Yeah, well, I mean, and, that and, makes and, sense. But yeah. also your psychological connection to that space is even about not just the space itself, but that this is your home and now it's being fragmented and you're the cause of the fragmentation because you're over here now. And so like yeah. it almost be better if like you live there and then the, the wife left <laughs> you know, for the week or whatever and just just, just traded places for well, the didn't, moment. Actually, I forget. There's some celebrities who did that where the, the children Stay in stay the house. Where they were. Yeah, they stay where they are, and it's the adult who moves. Yeah, which is that seems. I feel like cool. that makes more sense. And then like yeah. it's almost better because like oh, I have a little mini vacation. I can go somewhere else and live. Yeah, it's just else. as long as you have enough money to afford three places. <laughs> yeah. and, right. and that's the thing because I've got friends that have uh, our friend that's recently you know split up, and for a while they were they were orbiting around the kids. But unless you have a ton of money, you know right. that's, yeah. that's, that's right. point. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. really sustainable. Not or you know, or if you can both agree on, you know, sharing the outside space as well. Right. Yeah. But you run into so few relationships where that's viable. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, no, I mean, that's, that's really, it's really good. And I would imagine that there's a lot of dads who go through a similar situation, but don't realize what it is that they're going through. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was very cool to, have that articulated to understand that because I could I can completely see especially if a dad is working a lot yeah and is out of the home a lot mm-hmm. the relationship dynamic becomes completely different yeah when all of a sudden it's like you're the center of attention okay entertain me and like you know you we have to maintain this connection now yeah, and it's yeah. like that's not like, the dynamic. Yeah, that, that yeah. totally that made a lot of sense. I, and so what I wanted to do, too, is kind of talk on a couple of points. You and I talked you know, prior to this of of kind of, of to try to understand, you know, what are the things that you felt went really well because you were aware of them and mindful of it? And then maybe some other areas where you think, you know, it could it could have been improved. And I think with that, we you know, we wrote down a couple of things of. Um, that I hope you know can help other dads who are going through something like this. Um, so the first one is, you know, the the time that you spend is quality. It's not necessarily the quantity, um, and that when you are with them, your your attention is focused. So maybe you can talk on that and sort of your experience with, you know, like you said it. Okay, great. You have 50-50 shared time, but during that 50 time, you're doing errands, you've got a job, you've got you're it's not quality time that you're spending with them per se. You know? Yeah, you know, and that's that is a a learning in progress. Because, you know, you know, I've never been divorced before, I've never had children, you know, being divorced, you know, that whole dynamic. I mean, it's learning on the job essentially, yeah. right? And um, you know, when when I first left the household and, and I, I was the, you know, I was, I was the part-time parent. Um, you know, I focused a lot of time on just being busy doing things, you know, um, but you're saying when you're away from them, no, no with them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. With them. So go, we're going to go do stuff. We're going to go do stuff, right? We'll go to the park and we'll do this and we'll do that. But, um, which is great. I mean, it keeps you busy, but it doesn't really represent you know, really good engagement with them, like knowing them, uh, learning about them, uh, giving them space to learn about you. You know, that quality time is 
is more important than just spending time with them. And what's tricky is creating the instances, creating the opportunities for those types of exchanges because you can't force them. They, mm-hmm. they, they have to occur naturally. Um, and in order for them to occur naturally, you just have to, you know, do just regular stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, have conversations, hang out. When you're spending time with them, you're spending time with them. You're not... You know, sometimes, you know, it's inevitable. You're going to just be hanging out watching a movie. Um, But, you know, engaging with each other, not being just, um, you know, lost in your device, um, you know, playing games with them, being interested in the things that they're interested in, um, you know, just engaging them rather than sharing space with them. Got it. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you just touched on it. So one of the other things was and you, you mentioned it a couple of times was not forcing the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one. It, it's really being flexible. You know, you, I think you had said that even though you had very specific visitations by the court, you know, was saying, Hey, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. That flexibility was really required because of that dynamic and understanding like, Hey, maybe the girls don't want to come over. You know, so do you do you force them to come over because it's Tuesday night and it's your night to have dinner? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think there's a lot of people that think that way. It's like, well, it's my time. I'm going to get that time. That's the time that I'm supposed to have with them. Because otherwise, if I don't, I'm not going to get it. You know, I can see how that could be a little bit of a conflict. But if you step take a step back, what you said makes sense. It's like, why are you forcing them to do something that they don't want to do? And even a bigger question is, how do you get them, if you can at all, to want you can't want or you can't force someone to want to come over, you know, Hey, I've got something, you know I mean? That's what a lot of the parents will do. It's right. like, Hey, I've got tickets to X, Y, Z. So then, okay, we'll spend time with you, you know, yeah. versus them organically wanting to come over to dad's house. And I think you know? that's the challenge is really going to get, well, I think it has to be, I hate to say it this way, but it kind of forced at first to be like, look, you're going to spend time at this X amount of time. We're going to do these things together. And I, I want you know, it's not to say it's up to you this, to make it worthwhile. But then yeah. they'll, eventually they'll look forward to it. Yeah. And I think that's the, the, uh, the idea behind it is that, you know, you're putting that person's life for a reason. And so they, therefore, because if they give a kid everything they want, they're just going to choose the option that's least resistant. Right. They're going to just, I want ice cream every day. Right. Yeah. And it's, well, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to eat the healthy stuff once in a while. And you're the healthy stuff. <laughs> Apparently. Right. So like, you know, I think that's what, you know, I'm oversimplifying it, obviously, but I think that if I did everything I wanted to do all the time, I'd be a total spoiled brat right. and, uh, and a jerk probably. But uh, with that being said, I do think there's a point in time where the, the it reciprocated. Cause I know there's certain times I did not want to spend time with one of my parents, but now it's a lot easier, oh, especially now, but like even back then uh, I looked forward to it after I got to know him better and everything kind of right. worked out, you know? So, and I was in a very similar situation. I was a lot closer to my mother than I was to my father. And my father and I had a kind of tumultuous relationship when I was really young. And then as I got older, I was like, I don't want to spend time with this guy. <laughs> you know who he is. But then I, when I got older and I appreciated it a little bit more, especially when I got to college yeah. and I became a man. And then I said, all right, well, let me, um, let me get to know him a little better. And I, I appreciated his efforts. And I, I think so he I continued to just make the effort no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Yeah. He was like very much a like, lot of parents like, will give up. Not like, yeah. yeah, exactly. He didn't like, you know, force me to do yeah. anything, but then there was no court mandate saying it's I easy for it. a parent to say, well, forget it. You know, the, my child doesn't want to do well, this. So then forget then it. I'm not going to make it. That lies in either. the problem too. So that the, uh, the other thing happens when the kid doesn't want to, and then they're like, all right, I'm out. 
And then there's a problem with that too, where I think a lot of dads uh, sometimes will go that direction because they're yeah. afraid of that, uh, that conflict, so to speak. So, yeah. So how did you navigate that? <laughs> you know, I mean, so you still do it. Yeah. You know? still, like, yeah. Well, it's trial by fire. Here. Well, yeah, yeah it, it is. But I mean, you bring up, you, Alan, you bring up a good point. Um, you know, there were those moments where you said, you know, I just, I don't, I can't relate to this guy. I don't want to spend time with him. Yeah. And, um, you know, and for me, it's, I need to create ways for them to be able to relate to me. And it's really tricky when the things that you have personally as milestones in your life, a lot of them are no longer really relevant to kids these days. Mm-hmm. Can I mean, you give an example. Yeah, yeah, a great example. Um, you know, the way that we and we engage our friends these days, uh, the things that uh, are, are important in our lives as children these days, they're different for kids now than they were when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, I spent all of my time outside just kind of, yeah, me too. Right. you know, just all did. Yeah. yeah, we all. And, yeah, exactly. and these days, you know, especially kids that are, you know, tw- my girls are 12 of, of that age. It's more about, you know, Musically. there's their <laughs> social circles, you know, and Snapchat media. and, you know, and the media and, and, um, you know, and Instagram and, you know, all of these different things, um, where the paradigm isn't the same, where, you know, these days, if you want to punish your kid, you take away their device, right? (laughs) It's no longer, you can't go outside anymore. You're actually taking away their device and telling them to go outside. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Go outside, connect with the world. Um, you know, and there, you know, this, this idea of just the way that, you know, that I, tried to use stories from my past, you know, things that were difficulties in my past to relate to them in their present. They're so different now. They you don't know? apply. They don't apply anymore. And it's really hard. In my day. Yeah. Well, and you end up sounding a little like that, but, <laughs> like, yeah. but yeah. the, the thing you have to realize is that fact exactly that um, it's hard for them to build on your learnings when they don't have a way to relate to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you find yourself in a place where you have to reevaluate, you know, their surroundings more than refer back to what your context was back when you were their age. Right. Yeah. You know, and there are things that don't change. You know, when you're a certain age, you care about what the rest of the world thinks, <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. But then you get to a certain age, you know, as you get older where you don't care. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm at oh, that age now. You, right. <laughs> <laughs> me, too, me too. I still care. <laughs> <laughs> and it's important. You know, I was, when I was a kid, I would always say, you know, when I'm, you know, when I would get angry at my parents, you know, I would say, well, when I'm a parent, when I'm in your age, I'm going to remember what it was like to be my age, you know, and, and I'm going to treat my kids differently. Right. Well, the same thing that was happening to me because of my parents and them is happening to my kids because of me now, right? right? <laughs> that the things that we have as markers in our history were not relevant to each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, you know, making that extra effort to understand their environment, to ask them every day, you know, hey, what's going on at school? What's, what's, the, what's the playground talk, you know? Because that's really where everything is, yeah. you know, if yeah. you know what's going on in the playground and who's talking about what and what they're saying oh. and what the latest bad word is, <laughs> you know, all of those things, that's really where you find the place to start relating to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine that also that, uh, the age group they're in, um, 
we don't get a chance to talk about this too often, but like you got preteens now. Yeah, which, I do. Yes. Yeah, so and imagine. Yeah. And I yeah. You see the gray hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots. Yeah, for sure. He's got a full head, though. That's good. And mine's coming in. My kids are getting <laughs> right. a little yeah, bit yeah, older. Exactly. The closer they, I didn't notice that. The closer yeah. they get the preteen. Absolutely. The more gray comes out. But, Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So like, I mean, they started off, you know, as 10, which is double digits. And they're starting to kind of filter into that. And now they're at the preteen stage. So I imagine it's extra difficult oh. on some level. <laughs> Tons of stuff going on. Yeah. That there's just uh, and the hormones and just a million things happening simultaneously on top of the things that are already difficult. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and there is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Speechless. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the um, you know, earlier, you know, Jason, you and I were talking about um, rewards, right? Mm-hmm. How um, how it's. Um, better to give positive feedback that even negative feedback is feedback. Right. Right. Uh, and that you have to establish kind of a reward kind of structure or, or rewards that are relevant to, to them. Right. So, you know, this year for their birthday, for instance, you know, I went to an Ariana Grande concert, right. <laughs> it was super enjoyable. Yeah. Right. Um, but it was what they, and you were the only dad. No, I was definitely not the only dad. Um, but you know, it was something that was, you know, they loved it. Su- they loved it. Super yeah. important to them for, um, for the graduation. Um, you know, as they get older, involving their friends in, you know, in things and activities becomes a more important thing they become more social and that social aspect becomes so much more important. And so that's so that their rewards become tied to a bigger social experience. And by doing that, you actually learn more about them, Mm -hmm. you know, because you get to observe them, you know, you don't try to be involved or I don't try to be involved in, you know, hanging out with their friends. Right. You know, I, I, connect them with their friends and I'll, and I'll watch from a distance and I'll enable them and I will create a safe space for them to do their thing. But I won't try to get in, you know, get involved because, you know, kids are going to be kids. They're going to sure. do their like, thing. Let's do a dance routine together. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not. Actually. But, you know, so invite f- their friends over like, no, I made up a new routine. I want to show everybody. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, just, but, but creating those opportunities for them to, uh, to evolve socially and being involved in it, but not being involved. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like right. being involved in setting it up, but not, not trying to right. make yourself a part well, of it. Well, you had sure. said one of the other things was being involved in their activities. So I think, you know, part of that is there's just kind of double two different things. One is, you know, watching them or being, you know, going to something that they are involved with, yeah. you know, let's say they are doing dance or sports or music or whatever. And, you know, they have a recital and it's, you know, making sure that you are present or something at school or whatever. Um, and then the other, like you said, is, is actually, um, you know, being involved and doing something that they enjoy, which is a whole other tip that we're, yeah. we're offering, but it's basically, you know, showing interest in the things that they're interested in. That's the, that was a really good point. You made brought that up earlier as well, that being interested in the things they're interested in doesn't mean you're really interested in no. it. It's just that you're interested because they're interested in it. Right. It's not like, oh, I want to listen to the exact same music and be all. Yeah. Let's sit be. down and play this, this video. Yeah. Game. Whatever I it can't is. Wait. Yeah. But it's like, it's like you're showing interest in <laughs> you it. You would so like what, that. What, well, yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah. there might be some overlapping interest. Don't get me wrong. You know, like, you know, I, I know that me and people that are twice as young as me are interested in the same things at this point. But, uh, uh, but yeah, there's probably just enough to be said to say, Hey, I'm interested in taking interest in what you're interested in. I'm interested because you're interested in it. Right. So I want to know 
more about it. Tell me, explain it to me. How do I fit in? If it's something I can, you know, help out with, or even like you said, a video game or something, I'll play it. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's right. kind of fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good yeah. Point. So those, those are great. Another one I wanted to get into, um, you know, is the communication and it's not just, um, I think what the stuff that you've been saying is about how you communicate, but it's also just the fact that you do communicate. So whether it is text, phone, email, uh, it's funny. Kids don't use email these days, but, uh, you know, um, they don't. Yeah, they need an email address, you know, because they got to establish all those accounts. They need. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, and, and having, if possible, somewhat of a schedule or at least if there is an expectation to know, OK, I know I'm going to be away from them for five days, but I'm going to talk to them, you know, on this day or two or three days or, you know, and to make sure that that communication stays that way. Now, listening to what you've been saying does that communication interfere at all with like that desire? I guess you like in some cases, like you have to keep it short, you know, cause they don't want to sit there and talk to you maybe for a long time. Like they're in the middle of what they want to do, you know, you know, the, the community, you know, devices, technology make communication a lot easier, right? Right. You can um, text them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it also makes these periods where of adjustment, where you're being more organic about your schedule uh, easier because you can constantly be, you know, texting and, you know, f- video chatting. Um, that makes, you know, that makes it easier. Um, but it is, you know, daily engagement, right? You know, I communicate with them every day, say good night every night, you know, good morning every morning. Um, during the day, sometimes depending on what they're up to, you know, they reach out, I will reach out. Um, you know, the communication in that regard is is constant. And, and you know, and that's, that's a good thing. And is that, so that's an interesting point. Cause I, I mean, I've seen it, um, in other friends where it may not be as smooth because the, the parent doesn't like that communication, you know, they're not as tolerant of it. So it's like, you know, if let's say they're with your ex, they're communicating with you, vice versa, when they're with you, you're being okay with them communicating with their ex. So that's obviously up to the parents. Cause I, I know I've known of situations where it's like, Hey, when you're with me, it's my time, you know, it's like that kind of selfishness right. and it ruins it. I mean, yeah. that ruins the relationship. Yeah. It, it does. And you know, and neither their mother nor I believe in, um, in doing Censoring that. that. No, yeah. at all. Like there's free communication between the girls and us at all times. Mm-hmm. Right. If that's they cool. need to talk to us, they can talk to us for whatever reason. And a lot of times it's mostly, Hey, um, can I get, can I download this app? You know, <laughs> uh, it costs 20 bucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes it's a call, you know, or a FaceTime at like 11 o'clock at night. And it's, you know, one of the girls saying that she can't sleep, you know, that she's got a lot going through her mind and just, you know, sitting for as long as it takes to, um, to let her kind of express what it is that's on her mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's been amazing to get to that point, but the road to that point has been, you know, has, has been pretty tumultuous. It's, it's, uh, it's not an easy thing and it's, it helps a lot to have, um, you know, to have professional help, yeah, right? Right, right. Uh, to have that third voice that is, is nonpartisan. Do you go separately? I mean, I guess, or do, like, do you go and then the kids go and then she go? Like, how does that work? Or is it just... Yeah, the kids go separately. They have their own time. And then, you know, we get information from the therapists. Got it. Okay. Right? okay. Um, and, you know, it's it's giving them a space to have conversations. That's all really it is. And you, we accomplish so much just by talking. 
Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so another thing, uh, in addition to communication was being consistent, you know, and I think, um, doing what you say you're going to do. So maybe even consistency is reliability, you know, is that they know, Hey, when, I mean, I've seen situations where a parent will say like, okay, they're going to you know be here at four o'clock and they don't show up. Right. You know, well, hey, I got sorry, I got tied up. You know, like that unreliability could be damaging, very damaging. Well, and it's it doesn't have like to me that doesn't really have an excuse these days when you have devices, right? Where yeah. you can at any point say, hey, listen, I'm running late. You right. know, right? Um, I'm gonna, you know, or or you know, where are you, or what's going on, or can we change plans, or can we push, whatever it is. You know, things come up in life. But I want to touch on something that you just mentioned also was that, you know, in this pursuit of being flexible, you also have to make sure that you're communicating to your kids that the flexibility is about finding normalcy, and that the ultimate goal is to establish like a schedule to establish a pattern because it can't be like whenever you feel like it all the time, because there's no way that you can create a schedule around that. That's reliable to be able to make sure that, you know, you can like you travel or do whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, you know, take care of work and, um, and, you know, and, and both, you know, both uh, parents having the ability to schedule around those things, you know, when one person is picking them up, how much time they're spending, where the overnights are. I mean, ultimately, the goal the goal is to have that schedule right yeah and so yes it's good to be it's important to be flexible when these things happen where you know you've got this difficulty in adjustment for sure um it's important to um to make space for kids when they need them but you always have to have that goal that that understanding that ultimately what we're working towards is normalcy again Right. And you can't lose that messaging along the way, because if you do, then the kids get used to this idea that they can just be loosey goosey the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that and that long term just doesn't work. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. There has to be some discipline. No, I I think that's really good. Uh, Another another tip you had said was um, cooperating with an ex. And I, I sort of added whether you want to or not, you know, um, those were my words is like sometimes, but sometimes that cooperation might need to be forced, you know, like where it's the idea that you are able to come together because of the children. But, you know, we've had other people on talking about, um, you know, being single or, you know, being divorced. And that seems to be one of the biggest issues and difficulties is because when you're not, I mean, sometimes that's a reason why you've got you're not together anymore as you see differently, you know, you, you see different things in different ways and you, you have difference of opinions. Um, and so, you know, coming together for the good of the child seems very utopian, but the reality of that is probably fairly difficult, especially when you're at, you know, some sort of battle. Yeah. I mean, I, in that sense, uh, I've been fortunate. We've been fortunate. Uh, their mom and I are both on the same page in terms of like everything that we're doing is for their benefit that they are, you but know, made you have a different idea of what their benefit is Well, or has it been pretty, 
I'm not saying, you know, it's always perfect, but no, no. And, you know, we're people and we have disagreements about things and misalignments about things, you know, often, but ultimately, you know, it's about their well-being. It's about the intent is the same. Yeah, The intent's always the same. And so, and, you know, uh, neither one of us has ever put, you know, the girl's second under any circumstance. And, you know, it's almost a competition in that regard, you know, <laughs> who can be a better parent and which, you know, that's to good. me, yeah. to me, that's a great competition to have. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah. That, that's a good way of looking at it. Like, <laughs> I should have put that as a bullet, um, you know, being competitive. Um, and then the last one, which is kind of all encompassing of, um, you know, showing them the love. And I think when we were having the conversation, it's, you know, we were first talking about, or I had brought up, you know, telling them how you feel and, and, and you made a very good point was that it's not about the talk, it's about the walk and it's, you know, sort of showing them those things. And, you know, anyone can say anything, but it's really about how you act and, you know, how you, you know, communication is, is important and it's a, it's a, it's something that you do. But whether you're showing interest in what they're doing, I think you had mentioned even like discovering the things that you can share together. And that was a really good point. Yeah. You know, it's that that great uh, that great quote from Batman, right? That uh, it's not about the things that you say that defines you, right? It's par- paraphrasing, right? It's the things. Was it the that Batman you... Lego movie, or was it? No, it's not the Lego movie. <laughs> uh, but it's the things that you do, right? And walking the walk and showing them by example, um, and really just living a normal life that includes them, right? That that not that isn't despite them, but is you know when they're there, it's it's because of them and it's with them. Um, it makes You're not fitting them into your life. Yeah, it makes all of the difference. Um, you know, I've been focusing a lot on on creating space for them that's their space, right? Giving them ownership of their own physically. place. Yeah, physically. Like physical, physical space, physical yeah. space right? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's been really good for them. Um, you know, it's been about um, you know, like that's the leading by example thing. It's, um, you know, live a good life, be a good person and make sure that you give your kids the opportunity to see you in that light. Not, not as a, a form of like, you know, bragging or browbeating or anything like that, but just, you know, be a good person all the time, but especially when it counts, when your kids are watching, Yeah, you know, because they become who you are in a lot of sense, you right. know? Right. Um, they take all of their cues from you. And not only that, another really important point is that, you know, as a father, you become the icon for what they're going to see other men as. And in a lot of ways, what they're going to pursue in their life once they mature, when they're girls. Right. right. And so you have to think about yourself as like, I want to show them the person that I would love for them to have when they get older. Yeah. This feels like an episode. <laughs> I like, I like all those points. I, uh, um, leading by example, it's a good, yeah. you know, it's a good, a good thing. Cause your, your, your thoughts are different when you are leading by example. Yeah. You know, for sure. you're, you're doing it because you know, somebody's watching. Right. And that's a different, different way of living. So yeah, absolutely. no, that's great. Uh, I really appreciate it. So, Wow, that's a lot. That was a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you, Alan. That was uh, that was very insightful. Yeah, very I, I, you cool. know, and the idea too that you know for people who are going through something like that, um, if you've got any questions, feedback, Alan, 
Ellen Bush, what should yeah. I do? <laughs> Actually, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, we go to the podcast at dudesdads.com if you want to email us and talk to us about your experiences. But if you want to hit us up and help us out on social media, go to at dudesdads on Twitter, dudesdads.com on Facebook. And please go to YouTube, iTunes, which is now going to be Apple Podcasts, by the way. I don't know if you talked about this. Um, and Stitcher. And uh, go to any do, look for Deuce the Dads, hit subscribe, leave some reviews, and particularly five star and the better reviews would help out a lot. Awesome. Perpetuates the show. Well, Alan, thank you. Alan, thank you. Wow, that's an easy way of doing <laughs> Double it. Double Allens. <laughs> Double Allens. Allen squared. And uh, that's it for today. So that's it. We will see you next week. Thank you. 